Good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Ron Landis. The late Patty Fink says she has no voice. We don't know because she just texted us, so I suggested she come in and use sign language. She didn't think that would work on the air. Uh, you know. Oh, you want your microphone on. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is Rachel Stonecipher. She's an Irving ISD uh, teacher who's currently in Irving ISD purgatory. Uh, and, uh, it's warm here. <laughs> <laughs> I see it's uh, getting worse, huh? Um, she, if you have followed her story in Dallas Voice or on uh, Channel 11 also followed mm -hmm. the story, uh, you know this has been going on all school year. We kind of held off having her on the show just because we weren't trying to get you in more trouble, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we wanted to see but how... Now, how now I embrace trouble. So. How, how the story developed, and it's still developing. Uh, uh -huh. So walk us through the, the beginning. What happened? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Um, from the beginning of the school year, it was a different kind of school year. I won't give too much detail on that, but I was starting to feel a little bit like I was already in purgatory. Um, I just kicked something in the studio. Apolog I apologize to the listener. Right. It's okay. Um, <laughs> this, this studio has been through a tornado, so. Oh, all right. Well, I'll kick more things. Um, so the first kind of, I guess, shot across the bow, is that a good metaphor, was that um, on August 30th, uh, just at the beginning, the little baby times of the school year, um, all the teachers show up to school and on many of our doors, uh, the little either heart-shaped or circular rainbow-striped stickers um, that signal basically allyship had been scraped off with what looked like a key. Um, it was not done in kind of like a, like the goo gone was not used. It was just kind of like a and, uh, and they were down. And so um, students started noticing and asking their teachers, um, what happened to your sticker, like what's going on. Um, and I was hearing little inklings of it. Some students came up to me and were like, do you know what's happening? And I thought, this is odd that I'm hearing that this is going on. So, um, but I mean, I was busy through that day. So um, a little later in the day, we figured you, it out. you didn't have one on your door because you had changed classrooms. Yeah, I actually didn't. I had changed classrooms and mine was <laughs> not there. Um, but my students, because I'm what flamingly homosexual anyway they already knew um, <laughs> but uh so so anyway they came down right and um we get an email later in the day that says hey and this is pretty much verbatim what i'm about to say um every space at irving isd is a safe space per irving isd policy um safe space stickers need to come down uh, and that's because every space is already safe. Well, okay. So we get that email and that kind of answers some questions that have been building throughout the morning and uh myself and then a group of um, the, all the Gay Straight Alliance faculty sponsors, of whom there are five, and then two other ally teachers. We drafted an email um, asking, you know, what's the policy that's being cited here? And, and if, if that's happening, essentially, what can we do and can we get the help of the admin to, to fight that policy? Because it's, it's hurting, it's scaring kids. It was scaring kids. I mean, kids, I, I said that kids were like asking us questions, but they were in a bit of a kind of Early it panic. Wasn't, it wasn't, um, hey, what's going on here? Exactly. Was, hey, what, what's going on here? Yes, I would say that was the tone. Um, and it's because, I mean, it just looked and felt bad. So we, we drafted this email, we responded, um, and that reply all got me in hot, hot, hot water. Um, and things Even results, though it came from all of you. 
Oh yeah, it was signed by seven people, but it was sent from my account because I am huh. literally because I'm the proofreader. I have a history as an academic with a very obsessive eye, and so I'm. And the you were the journalism teacher and the yes, English teacher. Yes, I'm the writer, and so it, it came from my account. But we intentionally signed it as seven people to show solidarity with these questions, um, and then I got called in and disciplined for that, and for also sending an email to the superintendent about how my English two team wanted to help freshmen in the district get planners. So I got in trouble for a lot of totally legitimate reasons. Um, and then we were meeting, meeting, meeting with the district um, about the stickers. So September 10th, we have a meeting with the district and they tell us, ah, the policy is something else. Um, we'll share it with you. It's, it's essentially just this aspirational statement like, again, every space in Irving ISD is a safe space. And we say, well, okay, why, uh, why did this even become an issue? Because these stickers were up for a year and a half with no issues. And they said, actually, a MacArthur faculty member, one single MacArthur faculty member, said that they were concerned that uh, if their classroom didn't have a sticker on it, it would be thought to be an unsafe place. So put a sticker up. So put a sticker up. You could. Um, and then I, I will also add, no student has ever told me that they feel like a classroom without a sticker is unsafe. That's just not the perception. That's not what the stickers are for. Um, so we were like, okay, interesting. And also this thing you're giving us is not a policy. All it says is we, we want every space at Irving ISD to be a safe space. Right. Which it right. should be. Yeah, which it should be. Um, we were like, that sounds right. great. That's not it. That's not a policy. <laughs> right. That's not the same thing as policy. So we keep asking for the policy. They don't give it. Um, the GSA sponsors file a grievance on September 14th saying, hey, we want the stickers back up. I get pulled on September 16th. I don't think that's a coincidence. We've established since that it's not a coincidence in any way. Um, and then the first inkling of a thing that looks like a policy comes out on the same day that the students have planned a protest <laughs> because they haven't gotten any answers yet. So the district, when pressed by essentially, I think, media coverage of the protest, which had hundreds of students at MacArthur High School, mm -hmm. they released something that looks like a policy. And what that policy says is teachers have to have non-sectarian and curriculum-driven stuff up in their rooms. They cannot promote personal agendas. And we were like, what does that have to do with the stickers? <laughs> so is this kind of like what's going on at the Arboretum that you can't put your uh, pronouns, but you can put a Bible quote. Yeah, that's it's uh, it rings a bit similar, I think. Um, yeah, so we were like, okay, well, I mean, teachers who do not teach music can have like a beautiful Bob Marley quote up on their walls. Are we supposed right. to just outlaw everything that is not related to curriculum? that isn't taught in curriculum, no, because that would the walls would be bare in MacArthur High School. <laughs> so all that they took down were these stickers. We haven't heard of anything else being taken down. There are still, there are well, still- Well, pride posted. flags. Well, yes, pride flags. But isn't that a bit contradictory? <laughs> they say that, again, this non-policy verbiage that they, they keep saying, you know, all of uh, MacArthur, I'm sorry, all of Irving ISD are safe spaces. Mm. Okay, well then, why can't you reiterate that with a sticker? Sure. But why not? Why, yeah, why not? In what way is this violating? You're just, you're just reiterating what you're saying as policy. <clears throat> well, I don't know if you guys saw what Dennis Eichelbaum, the district's lawyer, uh, said, but we've had, a, we've had several interesting kind of personal <laughs> encounters, me and Mr. Eichelbaum. He said that the stickers create unsafety because teachers are lying to students. It's essentially like this vision of some weird gay cabal that's like, we want to hear your secrets and then we're not going to tell your parents. <laughs> it's just this oh caricature of things that don't happen. You know, only two of the five Gay Straight Alliance sponsors are even gay. So what? Um, 
Because so, it is a gay straight alliance. Right. Yeah. Somehow they missed that part. <laughs> they missed that part. That's the whole point. Um, yeah. So he said that. And then the other thing I'm forgetting. Um, David, help me. Do you the, remember what he said? The thing that stood out was that it, safe space stickers make the school unsafe. Right. That Again, what? I mean... That's, that's, it's a sticker. That doesn't make any sense. It does not. And it's not what, like, the Dallas Police Department thinks. Like, right. everyone gives these stickers out. The it's Dallas nothing. Police Department <laughs> has been going around giving out safe space stickers to offices that if something happens, uh, somebody can see a safe space sticker, come into your office, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call the police if there if there's some incident that's happened. Let me tell you that one of the things that I got in big trouble for was when a student. Okay, so when I and the other teacher were going to be pulled, right? The district wanted us out. That is clear. Um, that we were in the process of being put on leave. That would have happened regardless. Uh, a bunch of students were called in to the office right next to the principal's office. Okay, like uncomfortably close to the principal's office um, and interrogated about things that I had said, about things that the other teacher had said. And essentially what it sounds like they wanted to catch us in was having called someone homophobic, okay? Having said that, those words, which we as professionals are not gonna say. You're not gonna, even if you know that the teacher in the room next to you, you know, you have students coming into your class they're saying things that sound like they're homophobic. You're not going to call that teacher out in that way. Not in that way, no. I mean, and so here's the thing. My students were saying that they thought there might have been homophobia afoot, right? Because the when you see a sticker scraped down as a gay kid, you're like, oof, that doesn't feel great, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things the original email said, actually, was that there are other groups who want to put stickers up, and this could cause division. The word was division. And so... What I did was show my newspaper students that, that email, which I'm fully allowed to do, it's not confidential, and I was like, this is something we can investigate. Um, because the students, here's the thing, the students had already come to me wanting to investigate what had happened to the stickers, right? Because this is a it's newspaper a journalism class. It's a journalism, class. journalism class. And so I, I showed them what I knew, because as a human being, I was like, I think part of the steps of this investigation is gonna be to, to see this email that went out. Like, if I have information that you guys need to do an investigation, it doesn't seem inappropriate to me to say, this is what was said, now you can look into it, right? Now you can ask questions, now you can figure it out. So, so the, the students were like, mm, what does division mean? Are there anti-gay groups that wanna cause stickers? Otherwise, why would our little rainbows cause division, right? Um, Here's what I think they didn't wanna see were Black Lives Matter stickers going up on doors. Actually, that was mentioned um, later in our, in our discussions. Um, and our, I mean, as teachers, our first response to that was, there's actually not an established Black Lives Matter group on campus that would provide those stickers. So are we, if we're talking about clubs that have bylaws that get to put things out there, then that's a separate matter, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it, the the rainbow stickers did get grouped into this characterization of political speech essentially that those were a form of political speech and what we've maintained since the beginning is no they're not like they're used everywhere just because the dallas police department is putting rainbow stickers on doors doesn't mean they're trying to turn everybody gay right well i don't know <laughs> seems likely oh i was gonna say so I got in trouble for when those kids were being interrogated, which, by the way, is the thing that makes me the angriest about all of this. 
some list, a handwritten list of first names of people in the Gay-Straight Alliance was given to HR. Don't know how they got that. Um, the names on it were not uh, dead names. They were like current names that people are using. Um, so that's a su suspicious list. But that was used to bring these kids in and interrogate them about things that we had said. And, and if you look at the kind of records of what went down in that whole investigation, it doesn't feel good. It feels like what, like there was a bit of a threatening nature, even if it wasn't intended to be. That of course, when HR starts interrogating you, it's terrifying for a kid. Those kids got outed when they didn't want to be. It's it's just wrong on a thousand different levels. Mm -hmm. Well, what had happened was one of those students who trusted me two years after I taught her, she came to my room and and she said, "I don't feel good. I feel." like something just happened to me that I need to talk about. And I said, okay, we're gonna figure out how to, how to get you the help that you need right now. And what, hap what I had to do essentially at that moment was leave my newspaper students, who by the way, were given press passes. They're allowed to operate as independent people. And I left them in the room with their editor-in-chief there with a mission. And I took this student who was crying and shaking down to the counseling office to try to find a person who could, because I, I was teaching, right? I couldn't spend a lot of time doing this, but I wanted to provide the support that was needed right then. This was a traumatic thing that had been caused by the HR department. So I go down, figure that out, right? Leave that student with the counselor. Well, that's actually one of the things that I got called out for in the investigation. Because you left your classroom? Because I left the classroom. Which, by the way, teachers do literally all the time. All you the cannot, time. You cannot be a teacher you don't have bathroom breaks you can't be a teacher unless you're willing to like say hey neighbor please watch my class and my classroom was right next to an art teacher an art teacher's classroom who i super duper duper trusted if there was anything going down my editor-in-chief knows to go get that person right and and it's it's one of those risk reward things like this this kid was in crisis what was i supposed to do right, right. like mm -hmm. i mean it's and i can't my one phone is in the middle of the room. I'm not going to call. Like, there's but since every pl space is a safe space in an <laughs> Irving school. <laughs> right, especially the interrogation room. The interrogation <laughs> room is quite safe. <laughs> Shouldn't that God. child have felt safe going to anybody? In I can't even ask the question with I mean, a straight face. And this is just a flaw in like the education system, right? <laughs> but like there are five or six counselors, four present on any given day for 2,700 kids. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right. Mm. Um, let me read a quote from Monday's Irving uh, ISD Go for it. school board meeting. <laughs> uh, one of the students uh, said oh, okay. to the to the board. Uh, one teacher made fun of my rainbow bandana. You claim we should all feel safe at school. We don't. Mm. Yep, I remember that. So Irving ISD is not a small school district, especially when you look at other suburbs. How many high schools are there? Mm -hmm. I know there's Nimitz, Irving High, Nimitz, MacArthur High. MacArthur Singley and, and, there, and Cardwell. And disciplinary. And rep, yeah. Okay, so, so we got five <laughs> high schools, and they're all at least 4A or 5A. Yes, yes. For those who don't know what they mean, that, that, that determines the, the population of the They're big, the, big schools. Big schools. So this is not like some little podunk town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm getting to is how these other high schools, I assume at least one or two of them have GSAs also. Right. What has been 
their relationship? What's, what's going on with those schools? Have they had any trouble? All right, so this is actually a huge part of kind of the news vetting of this story that's happened. Singly High has a really strong GSA and has for years. Um, they were not told to take anything down until October 6th. So our stuff comes down August 30th. And then we're given a lot of reasons, different reasons, four or five different reasons that that happened. And then I hear from some folks at Singly that, that they're, that they have had a meeting, finally, right? Like October 6th, we were kind of waiting to see like, okay, is the strongest GSA in the district gonna be addressed? Um, and that happened. And uh, I will say that their situation was treated very differently. Like they were allowed, explicitly allowed to keep things up in the classroom. Whereas the principal at MacArthur took down a pride flag in the middle of a classroom. Um, oh, that was one thing I was gonna say about what Eichelbaum said. Eichelbaum at the, at the district meeting, at the board meeting, where he was giving his speech. IISD's attorney. Yes, IISD's attorney, Dennis Eichelbaum, said that pride flags were allowed to be up in classrooms, which is absolutely patently false. Um, they were taken down from inside classrooms. So that happened at MacArthur. That did not happen at Singley. Singley was told explicitly they could keep things up if they were inside the classrooms, but they needed to take things down facing the hallway. Um, I will say that four of the people, and this is probably the vast majority of the people who, who rep the kind of GSA there, are leaving. They're leaving Irving ISD. Mm. There is like an exodus mm. out of Irving ISD. Mm. So uh, the strongest GSA has how many kids attending? You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to remember the numbers. I don't want to lie, but I would say it's, it's definitely more than 10 each meeting, at least. Okay. And I mean, MacArthur had 50 before That's this went down. Now, but now they can't in spring. They haven't been able to put together a meeting. Wow. Yeah. We need to take a break. Uh, why don't we do it right now? I want to talk about what a GSA does. Um, yeah, wh what why, it is. Sure. Why they're important to kids, uh, how they help straight students as well as uh, gay students. Sounds good. Uh, you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis, and our guest is Rachel Stonecipher. She's the Irving teacher who is currently living in hell. <laughs> <laughs> a minute ago, it was purgatory. Well, but you said it was getting kind of hot ah, this week. Ah, yes. I'm sinking. Sinking. <laughs> uh, so she's somewhere between purgatory and hell. <laughs> we'll be back with more right after this. Hi, this is Candy Markham, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Listen. And Candy will be our guest next week. Um, we're talking to Rachel Stonecipher. She is an Irving ISD teacher who was the uh, GSA Gay Straight Alliance sponsor, one of several, yeah. at uh, MacArthur High School, which is right on MacArthur Boulevard, just north of Airport Freeway. Uh, um, for anybody who didn't know where it was, what does the GSA do? Okay, so I would say the principal goal of a Gay-Straight Alliance is education in the softest sense, like we're not going to be lecturing to anyone, but it's the idea that you put a bunch of people in the same room who have different perspectives on life, on what a good life looks like, on what they've been told by society, and you know, that just kids, high schoolers who are thinking about and figuring things out in different ways, you get them all in the same room, and then you can have really, I think, um, intellectual grounded conversations about how to live which I think is so important at that stage um, the whole straight in the name of it is about uh, providing for everyone 
um, a space where they can talk about what it mean and what it means and what it feels like to have their kind of perspective on the world, right? And we also need to point out that um, gay straight alliances are school groups that are created or initiated by the students. Indeed, yes. So this isn't something that a teacher or a faculty member can say, oh, I want to create a gay shirt alliance. No, it needs to be from the right, students right. and you have, actually, you have sponsorships. Actually, correct? in DISD yes, in up. Dallas, uh, they, DISD saw how well they were working in like, now DISD has 40 high schools. So there were GSAs in about five of those high schools. They hired somebody to create a GSA in every high school. And it was her job, a couple of years ago she was hired, it was her job to, um, uh, to make sure that there was one in every high school by the end of that school year. Hmm. Okay. And she succeeded. So for... I mean, yeah, that's that, that, that's interesting. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how legally they couldn't get away with that, but okay. I would agree with the characterization of them as as ground up. I mean, I would I would imagine she wasn't able to establish one unless there were students there. Who right, were right. Of, She yeah. couldn't force people to go to exactly, them. Exactly. Right. Right. Because right, right. then you need members. Um, but uh, yes, we we were kind of we were responding to student requests to start one that first went to Christine Ladin, who was the dance teacher. And she got in touch with faculty and was like, "There's, there's, you know, interest in this. Can we, can we dredge up the energy as overworked teachers to <laughs> try to throw together a meeting?" And and it was super successful. I mean, we got it all together. We had, we the meeting, you know, attendance was confidential, but we had like parent approval forms. Like we were doing everything right, and then it was just like it crumbled this year. Mm -hmm. Um. What is the reputation of gay-straight alliances? And by reputation, I mean among administrators. How do they generally feel? I think positively. I mean, I, there is a lot of, and I won't call it lip service, I will say committed discussion of uh, diversity and social and emotional learning, which means supporting kids not just on the kind of intellectual academic side, but also what they need to function as human beings, to have, you know, the, the idea of social emotional learning is like, you can't, you can't be hungry and tired and sad and be able to digest anything academic. Like all of those, those human needs, those Maslow's hierarchy needs have to be met before you, before you get there. And so those are things that we're trained in constantly. Like how do you kind of meet kids where they're at, wherever they're at, and, and address them as people and bring them up to a level where they're ready to take in the academic. Um, and a gay straight alliance is part of that. So the administrators that I know personally are like um, very pro gay-straight alliances. This, to me, a, a GSA was never controversial. And I don't know if Irving has treated it as though it's controversial. It's just that they've happened to completely dismantle the one at MacArthur. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> Oops, we didn't mean to completely destroy it. Um, so th does um, Irving ISD, uh, do in their bylaws, do they have as... Um, Sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression—is it part of? No. no. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I—that's what I figure. I, in fact, Irving ISD is the only school school district in Dallas County that doesn't have a non-discrimination policy. 
And the great irony, the incredible irony, is that Irving, and somebody said this at the board meeting on Monday, the Monday one, mm -hmm. that Irving has bragged, and rightfully so, bragged about being like the most diverse zip code, the, the zip there's code that, that MacArthur code. serves. Yeah. yeah. Yes. There's one zip code, and that zip code goes to Irving, uh, goes to MacArthur, has the most diverse population in the country mm -hmm. yeah and i believe that's ethnically and socioeconomically and i would for i would forward the idea that it's like with regard to sexual orientation and gender identity as well just based on our population at macarthur and the reason that it's so diverse is that it borders dfw airport and so people have come in from all over the world to work in dfw and ended up in this area so it is the most diverse like MacArthur has students that speak more languages than any other campus anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. So uh, going back to your school specifically. You would think gay wouldn't be all that controversial well, when you're dealing with, you know, languages that are, you know, how are they related? I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. The, I, the, I, gay, I, I, the gay I, I, language is difficult. Okay, good. I'm just kidding. I was going to make a bad joke, <laughs> a useless joke. Okay. <laughs> No, go go, no, 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 you go ahead, Deb. <laughs> um, what happens when a kid brings up a discussion about sex? <laughs> okay, uh, they don't. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> Does that even they come really up? They really don't. I mean, goodness. It's like talking to your parents about sex. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to when teachers are and in the And the room reason I'm asking this is the general idea what's when we said what is a gay straight alliance and what does it do i'm sure a lot of people are thinking what it does is oh they're talking about sex that's what it's about gay gay straight alliance it's about sex i mean ew yeah. <laughs> like, no thank you i have i, I, I have spoken at i was I, i've been a guest speaker at two gay straight alliances and no such thing came up <laughs> no i was not hired to be a health teacher and i don't right. want to thank you nothing of the sort came <laughs> up and, and i've spoken to gsa's also same thing it never came it up it never came up no. No. Well, and somebody made a joke, I think it was on Facebook, that was like, I can't imagine anything less sexy than gay and straight people trying to discuss sex together. <laughs> like, what does that even... What does it look like? The completely boring, like, inability to right, relate. Right. Okay, so I guess the stereotype or the misimpression of what a gay-straight alliance is, it's called gay-straight alliance, but it's mostly gay kids. Right. Not even true. Not at all. I mean, yeah, I, just about to say for real like the coolest thing was happening this year because and it's solely because of the promotion of it. Because I think when we first started the Gay Straight Alliance, it was the kid, the group of kids that had requested it and their friends. So naturally, that group kind of leaned more toward like members of the LGBTQ community. But this year we were showing up to meetings and there were just like a bunch of heterosexual male soccer players in the back of the room who just wanted to listen like and were very clearly like you know they would establish that they weren't a member of the group they would say hey i'm straight and they didn't, we weren't like pressuring them to do that but they would like establish that fact and then we'd be like that's really cool that that these kids are they just want to literally know what this is about and it was and it was like we're going to talk about stuff and yes the faculty do not come up with the idea for this but as faculty members part of our job is literally just to present like these are different we were educators we can do this these are different ways of being that can be in the same room and so as faculty our responsibility is to be 
stewards of the students talking to each other. And that was like kind of the beauty of it. Yeah, the, one, the, the two that I spoke at, you're right, it's so funny because <laughs> the straight guys that were there, they were quickly... Uh, they, they quickly uh, made that known. <laughs> no homo, no homo. <laughs> no, no homo, no homo. <laughs> Love you guys, no homo. <laughs> <laughs> they quickly identified that. But they also were saying why they were there, and it is because they have a gay relative or a gay friend, right. um, and I'm just here to support them. And I thought this awesome is the reason why they were there. So yeah. I thought it's a good support system for your fellow LGBT um, school cl classmates or whatever. Sure. Um, but that's what th that's been my experience with them. Yeah. And so it's not just gay kids there at all. Not at, at all, all, no. I mean, I had the coolest kid at the secondary reassignment center. So, by the way, audience, I was laughing at something I, that was inappropriate to laugh at earlier, but Dave always gives me this little sly smile and I don't even know what to do with it, <laughs> and he's giving it to me right now. Um, but I had this student, and you think it's funny that I taught at the disciplinary center. I do too. I think... I'm a discipline case. I think you are the <laughs> best role model for those kids at that school that they could possibly have. I think you're the best teacher they could imagine Maybe. to have. I mean, it, it was a good fit I think for the time in our lives that we were all in but yeah I had a really really incredible student who was one of those students that just surprises you constantly like like you know kind of like buff like straight male kind of bro like the kind of student who calls me bro which I get sometimes <laughs> like that's a, to me that's like a demo um, but but he had like so such an extensive friend network in the LGBTQ community he knew who I was but by the time he like showed up to the school and I was like, this Maybe is an example. Maybe that's why he was being disciplined. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But uh, he, by the time he showed up to the school, he was, like, well-versed in these issues. And I was like, you know what? This is exactly what a gay straight alliance was mm -hmm. for. Like, this is the kind of kid who mm -hmm. I would have loved to see at one of those meetings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So are you the only openly LGBT person or staff member at uh, MacArthur High? For a while I was. Um, I, and by open, I mean somebody who discussed it, right? I think there's a way that, um, there's, there's another faculty member who uh, was assumed to be gay by students um, and is, but, but wasn't really discussing it in any depth with them and I mean by depth I mean as a political issue like so as a journalism teacher it, I saw it as my responsibility to say hey I have a I am a former academic kind of person I have this I have a publishing record I write about things and one of the things I write about is this stuff that's related to my identity so I'm not gonna like hide that from you that would be quite besides the point I want you to know that I'm doing what you're trying to do I'm trying to write about social issues just like you are so I would discuss it with my students and that is what what I think out means is being mm -hmm. not, like, never in any way kind of shunting it to the side when it's time to talk about it, you know? Um, and I was the only one. But since then, um, I guess three other faculty members have kind of come out to different degrees. Since, not since, I should have said what then was, since all of this kind of went down um, uh, in gotcha. September-ish, um, some other people have come out, which is awesome because... I'm not there anymore to carry the flag, if there was a flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk a little bit about disciplinary high, and because I've been joking about it. <laughs> that sounds like a TV show that I want to create. <laughs> it would be a good show. <laughs> okay. So um, you were removed from MacArthur, and for a while you were not, you had to just report in somewhere? Uh-huh. I was going to the 
to the district offices three times a day just to wave at them and sign a thing and go home. And then my mom got upset at that and wrote them an email, and then they and then oh, they relocated wow. me to the disciplinary school. Oh, wow. Mom! So the Love disciplinary her. school, who are the students who are there? Okay, so these are students who have a temporary term at the disciplinary school of either 20 or 30 days, depending on what they're in for. Um, what are so most of them in for? You like fighting or something them, like that? Yeah, it's either fighting or drug-related. Um, and the school <coughs> is, is a good... I mean, I really liked working there actually very much. I thought my colleagues were awesome. Um, the school is undersold as though it's not a school, but the teachers there are fantastic. Um, and they kind of, I think, provide a stopgap for kids who just need to kind of get it together, right? This is something folks were caught with marijuana or whatever it is, and just need to focus on their lives and their future. Um, and. And yeah, they give, they're given 20 or 30 days to do that based on, based on their offense. And what happens if they're not cured <laughs> within they're not 20 cured. days? Um, <laughs> then they come right back and then you're um, seeing people you already know. Were you seeing students who were LGBT and yes. had been in a fight in... Yes. And um, were they the ones that caused the fight? Yes and no. So there is, that's a bit of a complicated question for me to answer, and I don't want to, like, sell anybody out. But I will say that those issues are alive and well at SRC, and I think there are, well, I will say there were several um, accounts given by students that I came to trust about how they landed at SRC that, that showed me that there was a bit of unfairness there. And, of course, that's not the fault of anybody at SRC. These, these students are, like, sent from their home campuses Right. You know, and so we just kind of do what we can at SRC based on w the account that we have of what went down. But, um, yeah, I mean, anything that's affecting a student at a home campus, including identity stuff, is showing up at SRC. And I did mm. see some examples of that. Huh. Um, so weren't you, as the teacher who was being disciplined, <laughs> wasn't that good for them to see? I think so, actually. I mean, I think so... Students at MacArthur, by and large, knew who I was. And there were a lot of students from MacArthur coming into SRC. And so um, they would be like, are you that person? And I'd be like, yeah, actually. And, and I was at the point in my <laughs> tenure with the district where I was like, I will, I will speak about what has occurred in a, in a way that I deem appropriate and like limited sure. to the context. But you know, I was like, sometimes um, you get in trouble for good stuff, and then I'd flip that right around on them and be like, but you're in trouble for not good stuff. You know, like you gotta focus on your life, kiddo. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for them to see that like, stuff is gray, They're, everything is shades of gray, and just because you committed some kind of offense doesn't mean you're lost forever, and what you need to do if you're gonna break rules is know why, not, I, by the way, I didn't even break any rules, but I was kind of like, I had a, Scarlet A on my, or a scarlet, I don't know what the letter would be, G? L. L. Yeah, L. <laughs> Less, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, well, that's <laughs> actually what I was going <laughs> <That's laughs> to ask you. Aside from you leaving class or leaving your class alone um, to walk a student down to the counselor's office, what is the actual legal reason are you being suspended? I don't know, and this they is have, where I have they, have they given you one? Really high? No, not really. I mean, so. 
these are things every teacher does. All the thing, all the things that I was supposedly like dragged for are things that literally every teacher does and probably more than me. Like leaving the classroom to go to the bathroom, which is the same thing. Like it's probably my walk down to the counselor's office was shorter than a bathroom trip that a teacher's gonna have to take cause we don't get bathroom breaks. <laughs> like it's just this crazy profession where they're like, be superhuman or we will yeah. We will fire you essentially for whatever we want, mm. wow. um, which they can always do. I mean, the people that school districts want fired get fired, and the people they don't want fired don't get fired. And I actually have a case that I'm not willing to talk about right now, but uh, there's a situation where somebody needs needed to have been put on leave and certainly was not because the district didn't feel like it, whereas I was put on leave for Jack. <laughs> Wow, because she had that scarlet L on her forehead. <laughs> yes, right. it was the L, cursive. Wow. I demand a Laverne-style L. <laughs> well, a teacher who makes such radical demands, <laughs> I, I, I can't understand it. Um, what's happened with the other teachers? You said there were five of them originally. Yeah, so originally there were five, and then um, I was seven told, even that signed the letter. Yeah, so the other two teachers were, were just ally teachers. That's how, that's the way they were listed as signatories on that on that dastardly reply all email. Um, but of the five Gay Straight Alliance sponsors, so the people who actually hold meetings and were working together on on that whole project, I was pulled, and then Zabaria Shaw was pulled. Christine Latin is going to resign because of this stuff, because mm. she's essentially done being, I don't want to put words in her mouth, never mind. I just, I feel anger because Christine is such an incredible, such an incredible teacher. She, she was nominated, I think, for four Apple Awards this year, which is like MacArthur wow. students, like, like we love you awards, right? And one of the awards was the person I want to be when I grow up, okay? Mm. This was the dance coach. She was mm -hmm. like one of the anchors of the school, and she's leaving. So... And her room was the biggest. It was the one that we would have the meetings in when we had a lot of people, mm -hmm. which we did at one time. So Christine's gone. Zabaria's gone. I'm gone. There are two more teachers remaining. And I don't know whether they're looking for outs, but that's possible. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's just Are such they tenured? No. They're tenured. Yeah, you don't get tenured in high school. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Texas schools don't have tenure? No. no. Oh. That's, that's only a college. They need to be able to dispense with you, I, Dave, oh, when I, they're ready. I, I grew up in New York. Uh, New, York <laughs> New York teachers get their tenure after seven years. Oh, well, oh wow. So, like, yeah, wow, like that's college. really cool. That's college. Yeah, that's yeah, college. Yeah. Be right back. I'm going to New York. That's even, uh, I mean, from kindergarten on up. Wow. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Leron Landis. Our guest is Rachel Stonecipher. She is the teacher from Irving Hell, or she is the teacher in Hell in Irving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Irving. Uh, we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. This is Jake Winters from Leicester, England, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on KNON 89.3 FM. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet, and uh, I'm here with Laron. Patty just couldn't decide if she wanted to come in today and do her whole part in sign language, so she decided not to. Yeah. She <laughs> lost her voice. Um, <laughs> we're talking to Rachel Stonecipher. She is uh, the teacher that you've been reading about. You made national news this week. Yeah, NPR and, and NBC previously, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and Rolling Stone. 
Oh, you were in Rolling Stones. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no, that's Holy cool. Wow. I know. That's, I know. that's cool. Okay, weird coincidence, though. Steve Monticelli, who wrote that article, mm -hmm. we were in the same world history class. So we've basically grown up together. Oh, how uh, cool. Look at us. How cool. I didn't realize. I mean, I saw Steve there, but I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't know that's who he was writing for. Well, and he's such a good reporter at this stuff because he knows it intimately. We were both GCISD kids. Like, mm -hmm. we were, we, gr this is grassroots. Right. <laughs> and then Bill Zebel from KERA uh -huh. was there, but... It went national. Yeah, his, his it, did. Piece. it did. And NBC had already written a, a long piece mm -hmm. and claimed that they had the exclusive story that nobody else had reported on it until we reported to them that well. we had reported on it. <laughs> and they said, well, they were exclusive interviews. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so it's A little snark there. So, <laughs> so you're getting this Never. national attention. You're getting the support from um, fellow um, colleagues and students. Where do things stand now? Are, 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 are you waiting on the um, HR and, uh, to make a final decision about whether to keep you or not? So they did. This is weirdness. Um, they did vote to terminate my contract on Monday. But oh. Dr. Rosemary Robbins, who is on the school board, told CBS after the meeting that they had not discussed me and they had not voted on me. Which means, did Robbins not know who she voted on? Because my name was not used. It was simply probationary contracts. My name was buried in an exhibit appended to the agenda. Mm. So it sounds like she didn't know who she was voting on. And then um, another, uh, I have strong 99.99% reason to believe that another school board member also did not know whose contract they were voting on at that time in the meeting. And I have never seen a split vote my opinion of the Irving School Board is that it just looks like they rubber stamp stuff. Mm. So, incredible, right? No questions ever so asked of me or any terminated. of the speakers ever. I do know I was terminated. I do know I was terminated. Oh, okay. But the school board may not know I was terminated <laughs> because they don't know what they did. Um, but I am currently on leave again um, as of two Thursdays ago uh, for a complaint that was made the day after the NBC article came out interesting um and so tomorrow i have a meeting to find out what that investigation is about and i'm to be interrogated again <laughs> so you have no idea what it's about nope wow well actually okay here's what this is actually a thing so they did say the policy they didn't give any details about what kind of thing led to this violation but they said i violated board policy dh which is just very vague kind of standards of ethical conduct for educators right that's the same thing they said i, I, I violated before and it it essentially what is captured in it is this quote-unquote unprofessional communication thing that they keep slamming me with which is that talking about the stickers was unprofessional and the way I did it was unprofessional and the emails were unprofessional and all that stuff is unprofessional right so I would imagine they think this is this is not necessarily so but it just feels like maybe they would like to to uh, put the NBC article in that category of unprofessional communication that I continue to exercise. But it was mostly other teachers that they were, it was, it was that they were talking to, not you. But I'm the one that they can get. It's about you. It wasn't. Mm. But okay, so the thing that they told me when they when they put me on it on leave again, and I was truly laughing the whole time because I just couldn't believe that this was still I was like, you guys are terminating me on Monday. Like what they already told me they were gonna do that. But anyway, they hand me all the paperwork and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we've done this before. And they um, they say well, we don't expect this to be the kind of thing uh, that we would report to the State Board of Education, um, which means that they know that it's minor, 
right? Because if you do an investigation of a teacher, you have to leave open the possibility that you will discover something that could be reported to the State Board of Education that could cost them their license. If you're looking into anything serious that anyone has ever done, then you have to leave open that possibility. So the fact that they told me when they handed me that sheet of paper that they didn't expect this was going to be an SBEC report just means it's like frivolous. It's just more like stuff. Hmm. And of course, in that paperwork, what they tell me is I can't communicate with Irving ISD parents, students, or teachers. So it was, I think, an attempt to okay. silence. May I protect you here? Indeed. If you are an Irving ISD official or a uh, parent or student, you have to turn off KNON right now. Yeah, do it right now. Thank yeah. you. Thank. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> so what would you like to see <laughs> as end result happen? Would you, do you want to stay with uh, MacArthur High School or within the Irving ISD School District? I want justice to be served. I want the students to get their stickers up. I want teachers who are able to stay to stay who are willing to serve this population. I want the district to say everything that it did. I want my personnel file out there. I want everybody's personnel <laughs> file out there. I want emails out there. I think public information requests should be through the roof, right? We've got nothing to hide. Like, this is just what it is. And so, I mean, my parents are journalists. My, my personal fire is like, you can't get away with this without people right. knowing, right? Mm -hmm. That's my, the thing that kind of drives me is like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you just thought this was gonna happen behind closed doors. Um, so anyway, all of that, I don't think I would be able to stay at MacArthur High School the way that it currently is. I loved my job. I would go back if my job was the way my job was. Then I but won't say not, when, but it's, it's not that way it's anymore. It's not going to be that way. It's not going to be that way. Um, yeah. One of the things, and I, I don't want to put you in a funny position about talking about your principal at all, um, but there was a recording of a GSA meeting after you were removed from the class. There was a recording of a GSA meeting, and the principal told the students that had she known that the GSA was this large, she wouldn't have done this in this way. Mm -hmm. And the reaction to that from one of the kids was, I hate you, mm. directly to the principal. Now, I don't know how it is in school now because I haven't been in high school in 10, <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> but that's just not something that you would say to the principal no. lightly. No. Without no, the expectation no. of being suspended. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we had, there were kids who were really going to the mat with how they felt about this stuff who are so brave. And I think that's another, another piece of what I want to happen is I want, I want those kids to know that we were, we saw them and what they did. Um, I feel like some people have kind of spun a narrative that like, the teachers who were pulled did the protest. No, the students did the students protest, and we're so protest. proud of them and, for that. And, and, I mean, it's so important for kids in school to learn to stand up for mm -hmm. what you believe in, and they got a great lesson in that. They did. And, I mean, look, the, from the top, it was, it was told to the students that if they were on an athletic team, they would be pulled if they protested. They would, they would no longer be able to play on their athletic team. And I heard from students who had come to the SRC that there were students who were kicked off of their teams after mm. that protest. That's what, that's what kids were willing so to do. So Irving was, uh, was willing to jeopardize winning. Apparently. Um, and because, I, because, in kids, Texas. because kids exercised their constitutional rights. Exactly. And I don't, I don't think, I don't even know 
whether that came from Irving, the district. It, that could have come from administrators at the school. That's allowed to, I, I, I think that's within their purview. It sounded like from what I was reading that it had come from within the school. So I'm not sure if the district approved that, but mm -hmm. I mean, the, the issue, and this is something that one of my lawyers said in a meeting, it's like the district doesn't know or care what is happening on its campuses. Hmm. Like that, if, if the district didn't want those kids kicked off their teams for exercising their constitutional rights, they didn't say anything. Hmm. Hmm. At, or at least if they said something, it wasn't listened to. Here's another thing that happened during this year. I was writing a story about, it was an update, and at the same time, Rachel's journalism class was working on stories, and one of the, um, the students started writing about it, her story was better than mine. She had access to the other <laughs> students. Dallas Voice ran her story. Mm. It was an incredible piece. It yeah, was an that incredible piece. That was the editor-in-chief. Um, and I, you know, this line has been told that the students are not ready to do a newspaper. I definitely prepared them to print a newspaper. I had, I had run a donors choose campaign, which is a fair amount of work, right? Got them the supplies to make a newspaper, trained all the students. We had before I, before I took over newspaper, we had four students on the newspaper staff. Mm -hmm. uh, now we have had, we had over 30, several of them, actually a lot of them I think left at semester because I wasn't coming back and that was obvious. Um, but they had positions, like we literally had an entire breakdown of, you know, this is the news editor, this is the editor-in-chief, the assistant editor-in-chief who was a member of GSA, who was one of the people who left the class, the assistant editor-in-chief left the class um, because he just couldn't handle essentially the lack of leadership and the the fact that that they were not they were being barred from creating a print newspaper that's hmm. that's true but mo most high schools have and even when i was in high school I had a school newspaper yeah do so macarthur high currently doesn't have one in print hasn't had one for years i don't know if it ever had one um, oh that's interesting yeah so yeah i mean the the journalism program was really floundering and and i was kind of cherry-picked out of out of the pool of people who could do this because I have that journalism experience I took over the yearbook in essentially early May of last year after it was kind of a lost cause we created a yearbook in six weeks I had to create a staff from nothing so naturally the next year I was the journalism newspaper yearbook teacher and I was really pouring myself into rescuing those programs that's why we we grew the newspaper staff by like 30 people right they had positions, and now, now they have nothing. What about the yearbook this year? I have no idea. I mean, I, I read Elle's article in The Voice, and I saw that, that she had quoted, like, their editor-in-chief, because I think they know each other, Elle, mm -hmm. who's the newspaper editor-in-chief mm -hmm. and the yearbook editor-in-chief. The yearbook editor said um, that they've just kind of lost, like, verve, basically, to mm. put that thing together. And, you know, if you can't have a yearbook if you don't have the spirit to do it, because it's this huge, like symbolic undertaking right yeah. well, you can't for a school just that large they're, they're 200 pages yeah that's oh, yeah. significant well macarthur's has been much smaller than that in the i mean in the last few years like we were basically able i think we were able to put one together that was like 115 pages but macarthur deserves a regular high school yearbook and we were on track to make it wow that's wow. why i've just been since this happened i'm just galled like i was like a clutch hitter, I think, for the school. Mm -hmm. 
So have you had um, have you heard any support? Because sometimes parents can sway if they make enough noise um, <laughs> with with school districts and controversial issues. Um, but have you heard any support from parents in, in, yeah, in all of this? Quite a bit. I mean, and that's national too. I mean, people have been reaching out from all over the place, and sometimes they'll just say, "Hey, I'm just a I'm just a random parent." Like they'll just do that kind of. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of parents at Irving have said, look, I, I just thank you for what, for what you're doing. And I'm like, you know, thank you for the thanks. But this is such a, a group effort. I, I want any Irving parents who, who hear this to know that there are students who are working their butts off to fix this situation, too. Um, and they need support. And, and what they say at those board meetings is just apparently falling on ears that don't care. Um, for whatever you know, it reason. was interesting watching the board members. All of the board members really looked like they were listening. Yeah, to the speakers, I thought so too. Except for one. There okay. was one she would not give a, a, a look in the eye huh. to anybody, including Representative Terry Mesa, who was there to support you. Mm -hmm. um, it, I thought what Terry had to say was real interesting. Oh yeah. That uh, she tried to get a welcoming. Uh, what was it called? Oh, a welcoming resolution for immigrant students passed right. through Irving ISD. Now, again, Irving, especially MacArthur High, has more immigrant students than just about any high school anywhere. So she wanted this uh, welcoming resolution passed. Irving refused to do it. Now, Terry's district goes down into Grand Prairie, so she spoke to the Grand Prairie School Board. They amended it. They not only passed a welcome for immigrant students, they passed a welcome for LGBT students as well. Mm -hmm. She hadn't even asked for that, but she was delighted that, that they offered it. Yeah. So. I mean, I, and it cannot be understated how desperately Irving could use both of those welcoming statements. I mean. Welcoming statements, a non-discrimination statement, especially after, um, Oh, what was that uh, Supreme Court case last year that um, legal, that made discrimination against LGBT people part of oh, Title IX? Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot, but I know you're talking about. Yeah. So the, the uh, Texas Board of Education sends out wording to school districts around the country, and they sent or around the state. And they sent out one that included non-discrimination against LGBT students and teachers. Irving is the only school district in uh, Dallas County that hasn't passed that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Of all places, right? Which uh, is what some of the parents at the board meeting were saying. Speaking of parents, some of them spoke at the board meeting. Um, and, and they were like, you know, I, I wouldn't want my kids who are grown or go elsewhere or whatever to go to Irving now. And I'm like, how far we have fallen? Because mm -hmm. I thought Irving was kind of the bastion of... The, embr the embracing of diversity and the kind of like just having people's backs and essentially what you've got is a system where it's the teacher's job to support the students like all on their own and the teachers get in trouble for doing that like I don't you know <laughs> what are we supposed to do <laughs> well let us know how things are going with you um, we need to go the next show is in here setting yep, up yep. Uh, Rachel thank you so thank much you for so being much, here Rachel. with us please come back thank you guys this is fun. And we're going out with music from Lisa Messiah.